Two geeks, two beers, and a laptop. Episode 14, Bucky O'Hare and Biker Mice from Mars. message back to your boss for us. What message? You tell him the biker mice from Mars are in town and the party's over. You got that? Very smooth. Very good. Well done. Cheers. Cheers. How long before spillages? (laughs) We'll see. Go. Mm. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Almost. Uh, Very nice. Very nice indeed. Well, hello. Hello. And uh, welcome back. For a brand new episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a Laptop with me, Tom, and Morgan. Hello. Um, I'm taking the reins on this one. At last. As uh, Morgan must be a bit knackered. I am knackered. I'm unshaven, unkempt. Yeah. I'm a mess. So Tom is <laughs> taking back the reins. Don't blame me, mate. You're the, you're the popular <laughs> one. You're the one that's uh, taken over the uh, geek sphere. Um, yeah, do you want to do all the admin, like what we've been up to in the, since we've uh, last... So what have I been up to? I, I, of stuff. I, I hosted some panels at MCM Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, Some, quite a few. Four, in fact. Yeah. Uh, the Noah Wiley panel uh, to kick <laughs> off the day for Sci Fi's The Librarians. Mm-hmm. Then I did The Walking Dead. Pretty big um, deal. With Greg Nicotero. Greg Nicotero, uh, the, the sort of guru of gore. Ross yeah. Marquand, who plays Aaron, one of the nicest men I've ever met. <laughs> a lovely guy. Get in love with him, I'll Yeah, I did. I had a bit of a bromance going on with Ross. Uh, and then. Sherlock and humans. Yeah. So quite a big day that. My birthday as well. So, uh, <laughs> you were quite dreading it. It turned out to be a really good. I day. was absolutely yeah. shitting it. Yes. Yeah. And but no, it, it turned out really well. I had a really nice day. So I was there. I did a little interview with because uh, you were doing the panels. Well, I you were working. It. You had to be there. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, got it wrong. Got the title of the episode wrong of Sherlock. Of Sherlock. You call it the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. yeah. I was the whole way through. I was going. It's the Abominable Bride. The Abominable Bride. The Abominable. So it was the Abominable Snowman. No, dear boy. Mark <laughs> Gattis. It, it had only just been announced. Yeah. In your defence, the abom- the abo- I can't even say it. The abom- Abominable Snowman, you would have been spot on if it was Doctor Who. Yeah, was Sherlock, so. yeah. The only geek thing I'm going to be doing is going to do the Red Dwarf set next week. Yes. As we're recording this. So, um, very exciting. The cast and everything. My favourite show of all time. So, that's very, very exciting. So, right, let's go on with it. Yes. Uh, this time, we're tackling two kids' cartoon series that um, are sort of so bonkers and amazing. It sort of made sense to do them all in one show. And it sort of has a link of anthropomorphic animation. Yes, it does. So, yeah. We have the Biker Mice from Mars, Excellent. But first we're doing Bucky O'Hare. Right. Um, and that's when I'm going to start talking about the beers we've got. Yeah. Because um, I've gone for Thirsty Ferret, mm. uh, which, you know, is in itself, and it's from Badger Brewery as well. So, <laughs> golden um, Ale. From Dorset, mm. my home home place. And it's got a, uh, a hoppy aroma. Hoppy, like a hare. Exactly. Very so, good. Uh, but it's very nice. Have, yeah. have another sip of that. That's good, right? Mm. You right? <laughs> Yeah, good. Uh, try not to spill it on the laptop. Yeah, but you get a lot of them in sort of pubs that where I'm from, so mm. it's quite nice to have found that here. So anyway, Bucky O'Hare. Yes, I didn't realise it was a comic book series originally. I did, but see, I knew that, <laughs> and I know it's a cartoon. Yeah, and yeah. I know, what I know, do you know about Bucky O'Hare? <laughs> I know, I know it was a comic. Yeah, I know it was a cartoon. I know he's a green hare in space, <laughs> and I know the theme tune goes, Captain, Captain Bucky, Bucky O'Hare. O'Hare, but that's literally all I know. Because whenever I talk to people about it, they yeah. say, Captain, Captain Bucky O'Hare, and that's I go, 
hair and face. That's <laughs> yeah. all I know. So it was uh, created by Larry Hammer and uh, Michael Golden. Uh, it was first released in 1984, the comic book. Right. Um, and the TV series didn't arrive until 1991, so quite a while later. But as far as I'm aware, it was a very faithful adaptation. Right. It's pretty much exactly the same as the comic book. Um, it all takes place in a parallel universe known as the Aniverse. Right. Like the animation-verse. No, animal-verse. Animal oh, animal-verse, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> I've got this from Wikipedia. It's a war between the slightly inept, don't know why they're inept, uh, United Animals Federation, which are run by mammals, so like Bucky O'Hare and his team. Right. I don't know why they're called inept, because they seem pretty cool from what I can see. Yeah, he's like, a, he's like Han Unless, Solo, but a green rabbit, right? Unless, yeah. Uh, so they're fighting the uh, Toad Empire. Okay. Who are run by a computer system known as Complex. This already With sounds complex. I know, exactly. We're yeah. okay which have brainwashed the Toads. Okay. We'll get onto them properly in a minute. So the Toads aren't real villains. They're, it's been brainwashed. Yeah. Right. It's a whole kind it's of Skynet like, situation. Uh, yeah. See? Yeah. See? Um, so it's like, was it Michael Myers that was a goodie or the other one? Michael, no, Michael Myers was, um, <laughs> was. it turned out, yeah, he was working for, how can you forget, The Curse of the Thorn. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thankfully retconned by Halloween H2O, which was itself pretty much retconned by Halloween Resurrection. But we won't get onto that. <laughs> we've, done that. We've, we've done that. We've done that. I've, I've, I've overcome my... Uh, my deep-rooted hatred of Halloween Resurrection. So, as ever, we should start with the theme tune just because of how... Captain, Captain Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, here we go. In another dimension, another time and space A parallel universe is falling on its face When out of the chaos, who else could it be? But the animal adventurers from SPACE Bucky! Captain Bucky O'Hare Mutants and aliens and toads beware You're looking for adventure, well this is it with Jenny dead eye Blinky and Willie to win I said Bucky, Captain Bucky O'Hare I'm now on the Dagon, Bucky O'Hare on the Toad Wars In the battle of the universe, you don't know what's next You only know amphibians are made it complex When you check out your scanner and the evil that it won't There's only one course of action Let's go for some toads Bucky, Captain Bucky O'Hare He goes where no ordinary rabbit would dare If your righteous indignation has suffered a hit And your photon accelerator is broken a bit And you're losing your mind and you're having a fit Fresh rabbit who can take care of him to Bucky! Captain Bucky O'Hare! Bucky! Blimey, that was longer than House of Cards style yeah. sequence. But if, if House of Cards had an intro like that, <laughs> I'd be very happy. That was both funky and fresh. Um, <laughs> do you know what I like about that? Is yeah. I love uh, theme songs that yeah. explain the entire premise exactly. of the show. Which is, like um, yeah. Transformers, it goes, Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. <laughs> really, that's all you need to know. They've got all covered, of that covered. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's, it's, it's aggressive. Yeah. Explains the plot. Yeah. It's funky. Yeah. Um, it was written by Doug Kostaros, who's an Emmy winning composer. Oh. And he also he's worked with Kiss, Cher, Bon Jovi, Rod Stewart, loads of people. Wow, do we know who sang that one? I couldn't find out. I'd no. love to know if it was like yeah. Kiss or something. Yeah, I mean maybe it was him, I don't know. <laughs> but I couldn't find out. Let's go for the whole general plot of Bucky right. here. So yeah, first episode starts with a nerdy kid named Woolly. <laughs> right. So what I just strange? laughed at Willie. He, he gets he, he, well, he must be bullied all the time yeah. for that reason. Yeah. And it gets sucked into some parallel dimension through something or the Aniverse. Yeah. So yeah. he's it's, it's described here he's um so he's like I don't know 12 or something. Right. He's quite young. But he enters the Aniverse via a portal between the ship's photon accelerator and his own accelerator that he was making at home. Of course he was. I mean how and why <laughs> He's is, a 12-year-old genius called yeah. Willy. He's a, um, it's a bit like uh, sliders. <laughs> yeah. The thing is he gets in the comic books he mm. was um his parents turned off his accelerator which right. meant he was trapped in the Aniverse forever. 
That's horrible. Why yeah. would they do that? But in the TV series, they changed it. Like he was allowed to go between. Right. Whatever okay. He wanted. Yeah. So there we go. But Bucky sort of kept him along and. So he's the only human yeah. in the universe. But it's great because it made you sort of excited as a geeky kid yeah. looking at that going, if Willy's become like a, <laughs> you know, a if fighting... Yeah. If a little kid called Willy can be a hero, yeah. so can I. But the thing was, like, all the, you know, Bucky and those guys were mm. not very tall. Right. Like, Willy towered them by some distance. Right. Another reason why it felt cool to be Willy because uh, you were like, I was a short uh, kid. And I, I was thought like, you were going to say as a short man. You looked, <laughs> you, you literally, or no, you looked down on Bucky O'Hare. You didn't look up to him. You looked up to Willy. So um, I've got a clip of the the moment where Willy gets sucked into <laughs> the, mo- into the, uh, the anniversary. Let's watch a video of Willy getting sucked. Bucky, our forward shields are failing. If we don't warp out in 30 seconds, we'll never make it. We have a choice between certain destruction and the great unknown. I guess there's only one choice we can make. Today, my science project, the Photon Accelerator, is ready for testing. Sounds funny. Must have changed phase on it somehow. Mom, Dad, you should hear this recording. Remember, I did it in the name of science. Hey! The accelerator is absorbing all the energy from the area. Feels like we go blackberry gelatin. Who's there? Who's there? Bucky, that me guns have gone dead. Bucky, we've been enveloped by some kind of impenetrable stasis field. Nothing can get in or out. You think that's strange, Jenny? You better get down here. Look at the size of it. It's, it's only a flashlight. I'm friendly. Right, well, certain things I've taken from that. First of all, Bucky O'Hare's got an amazing voice. Secondly, he was accompanied there by a, a, a sort of lady bunny. Yeah, we'll who, get on to her, Jenny. Quite, Jenny, she was quite a, quite a sexy bunny, sort of yeah. like a Cadbury's caramel bunny. <laughs> yeah. um, weirdly, weirdly sexy female cartoon always characters. Got that in. You've always got that. Yeah. Do you remember um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Yeah. My first ever crush ever yeah. was on Gadget from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. But weirdly... She wasn't like Jessica Rabbit, a yeah. sexy human lady in cartoon form. She wasn't even like that, a sort of slightly weirdly curvaceous rabbit. She was, I'm pretty sure, just a hamster. <laughs> just fancy the hamster. Was... Meet the rescue ranger who can make anything out of anything. She's Gadget. That ought to do it. When there's trouble to tackle. Gee, relicers. Crooks to catch. Hang on, guys. Or problems to patch. You don't say. Gadget's Gadgets will save the day. Perfect. Join her and the rest of the crime-fighting crew on Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. There was a character in Tiny Toons, which is in itself weird. Oh, what, the Pink were... Rabbit? Well, yeah, her, but there was another one. It was um the... the... Oh, it was the equivalent of... um. It was the... Who's the skunk in Looney Tunes? No idea. Peppy Le Pew or something? Fiffy Le Fume. Yeah, she was a female skunk. Right. Based but... on Peppy Le Pew. Right, got you. Um... Yeah, I'll, sexy skunk. Yeah, I don't know. As a, as a like a six-year-old kid, I thought she was pretty cute. Yeah. Sometimes a guy gets real shy when he asks out a girl that he likes. Know what I mean, Fifi? I think the whole idea of problems and geeks is a lot of sexist, outdated. How you say? Gosh, that's too bad, Fifi. I was kind of hoping you'd be my date. Oh well. Bless you, my petite bacon of beets. I thought no one would ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, get on with it. 
Yeah. Well, if we go through the characters, we've got Bucky O'Hare. He's um, a green hair, captains <laughs> the, the spaceship known as the Righteous Indignation. <laughs> Amazing. What a great... That's spot. educational for yeah. kids. Indignation, <laughs> blimey. Um, yeah, so he's, what, he's super cool. Mm. He takes no prisoners. Dubbed him the most awesome rabbit since Bugs. Nice. Although he's O'Hare, but there you go. Isn't that the same thing? I'm Captain Bucky O'Hare of the United Animals Frigate, the Righteous Indignation. He carries grenades. He's an expert marksman. He can leap like no other. Tall buildings in a single yeah. bound. <laughs> and he wears a PVC outfit and a cape. So where, where is that specified? PVC? Well, it just looks like it's PVC. Oh, okay. I've, I've taken it. Again, we're getting into the sort of yeah. sexy animal realms here. But... <laughs> uh, then you've got Jenny, who's the first mate. She's mm. a cat from the planet Aldebaran. Halt! You are under arrest! Do not resist! Actually, I wasn't thinking so much of resisting as dismantling. Um, she has mysterious magical powers. Um, magical powers? Yeah, like so it's not just sci-fi, it's like fantasy. No, she's got like telepathy, astral projection, healing. Mm. Then you've got Dead Eye Duck, who you saw there. He's yeah. like a kick-ass version of Daffy. Yeah. Um, he's the gunner and he has four arms. <laughs> I could take out this lot with three arms tied behind me back! And he was Scottish in the comics, but they got rid of that in the cartoon. But he sort of vaguely sounded Scottish, yeah, think, but like well, not they've very got, convincingly. They've got the... At one point I saw a clip where he calls them laddie, right. but in an American accent. It's like he's been written Scottish, but... Uh, the guy couldn't do it. Right. So they're like, oh, just, just doing your normal voice. So we mentioned Complex earlier with a K. Mm. The undisputed ruler of the Toad Empire. At your surface, Complex. Have you dealt with Bucky O'Hare yet? Oh, my ship search everywhere for him. I, 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 I will find him, Complex. Do not fail me, Air Marshal. I will be watching you. Computer program. Saying here, it's designed to run the consumerist toad culture, but instead to go over and materialise it. So, well, the toads are pretty much Nazis when you watch it. Right. At one point, they're even walking in a line with the arms up in the wow, air. Wow, right. And as frog, said, frog, isn't that called frog marching? I think it literally <laughs> there you is. Go. So, yeah. you know, and Complex is this sort of weird combination of sort of Hitler and Skynet. Right. <laughs> it's quite, you know... It's quite in-depth, this. It is quite in-depth. Yeah. And there's, there's a few other characters, but one of them, played by Long John Baldry, played Complex. Have you heard of Long John Baldry? I can't say I have. He's, he's a blues singer, a musician, right. in, in like the 60s and 70s, and he had a load of hits. Um, Let the Heartaches Begin was his big hit. Right. But then in later years, he just completely changed his career. And became a voice actor. Yeah, became a prolific voiceover artist yeah. when he moved to Canada. He played Dr. Robotnik. Wow. In the Sonic, Sonic. Series, yeah, and he was also in Reboot. I'm going to tunnel to the main Mobius Reservoir, steal all its water, and turn that town into Lake Robotnik. <laughs> Need any help? No! Wow. And he, he did this. This is like uh, Scatman Crowthers. <laughs> when he, uh, yeah. not to be confused with Scatman, Scatman John. John which I thought uh, was no, it. Scatman Crowthers, who voiced yeah. uh, Jazz, uh, the Autobot in Transformers, the mm. movie. I Hide, Mirage, Sunstreaker, Sideswipe, Autobots, start your engines! He sadly died 10 years ago. Uh, so. so here's a typical fight. Jenny, you and Bruce form a boarding party. I want you to take over the slave ship. Deadeye and I'll take care of the escorts. Let's cross out! Squadron, listen up. Enemy ship in Sector 4 and closing. Prepare to blast them into mammal bust. Hang on for evasive maneuvers. Eat hot eye off, you slimy slime suckers! <laughs> Cargo! 
away! Oh, there you go. Well, it's such a weird show because it's basically Looney Tunes, yeah. but the action is like really well choreographed yeah. and animated. It's like it's proper. Yeah. I have to say that Duck's Scottish accent is, it's if like it's meant Scottish. to be Scottish, it's like there was this um a failed attempt at doing an X Men cartoon right mm. in the eighties called Pride of the X Men right. um, after Kitty Pride. In that Wolverine, who is Canadian, is Australian. I don't know. <laughs> what, there's no reason for it. The Wolverine's just Australian, happen. and he's just like, "Hi, bub. I'm gonna get you in my claws, yeah." Really bizarre. Welcome her. Wait, she's not joining the X-Men, is she? She's just a kid. If it wasn't a load of animals to make look cute and all this, yeah. it would it would pass it. If like if they made this as a if it was just a, a bloke who got sucked into another mm. dimension and was fighting along with side a load of aliens in another alien war or something. Yeah. I don't know. You can't. Isn't that Farscape? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically it's basically Farscape yeah. with uh, animated Animals. My name is John Crichton, an astronaut, a radiation wave hit, and I got shot through a wormhole. Um, it was only 13 episodes. What? Ever. That's crazy. Uh, Given tw- 20 the minutes impact each, it had. And, and you, could, you could watch that in an afternoon or Yeah. That. And it debuted on the BBC, even though it was like a Canadian production. Well, at prime time. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was Saturday in- night, Bucky O'Hare, <laughs> after Gladiators. <laughs> um, so I think it eventually aired on America, but it was on like syndication or whatever. So oh, so well, you, you premiered like worldwide on BBC? Yeah. Weird. Weird, very strange. Um, maybe Long John Baldry had a... <laughs> he had some sway, did Long John. What I, li- his, what I liked about the ending, though, it was... I don't know if they knew it was going to be the end. Right. But it was a nice enough end, because um, the, the first episode saw Bucky trying to save his um, home... Either his home planet or his home town, shall we say, from <laughs> Warren, which I quite like. Of course, yeah. And then from the toes, and he ended up saving Warren, and it was all fine. Um, but I just like the end, because it's ridiculously cheesy. Hey, Dad, can we live here again? Yeah, can we? Yes, we've come home. Warren belongs to the hares again. We have our planet back. And we owe it all to the brave members of SPACE and Captain Bucky O'Hare. The heroes of Warren. Well, I got really confused then. I thought that <laughs> I thought that family man was Bucky, was Bucky and he like reti- <laughs> I thought he'd like, re- yeah, I thought he'd retired, sort of ditched his PVC yeah. and was just put yeah, he put on like a a sort of cuddly dad jumper. But you might uh, be thinking, listeners, that a lot of this sounds quite similar to Star Fox. Do you know Star Fox? Star Fox, oh, it's on the N64. Yeah, they had a load of games. Again, I know nothing about it apart from what it's called. And that it was started on... in 93, so a rip-off, in my opinion, of Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. It's like a good 10 years after Bucky O'Hare mm. was on. And it was all about Fox McCloud and his team, Slippy Toad, Peppy Hare and Falco Lombardi, who take on Andros, who threatens to overthrow the Lilac system. It's about time you showed up, Fox. You're the only hope for our world. I'll do my best. Andros won't have his way with me. So, I'm going to be honest, a sci-fi extravaganza with animated <laughs> animals, that's pretty niche. That's, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a really like niche subgenre to, to get into, isn't it? I don't think there's room for two. <laughs> and what I found is, you know, Screw Attack online, they did a, a great sort of death battle thing, mm. which was Bucky versus Star Fox. Mm. Um, I highly recommend watching it, but sad. Spoilers. Go on. Bucky lost. What? Well, that's ludicrous. Yeah. I know. I'm already annoyed. I've only just been introduced to Bucky and I'm already annoyed. Both Bucky and Fox had blow-by-blow counters. Fox's reflector and Bucky's acrobatics could avoid laser fire. Fox is fearless, but Bucky is cunning. Fox is faster on land, but Bucky is faster in the air. The deciding factor was experience. Fox has been a major player in more wars than Bucky and single-handedly ended all of them. 
at his own request. I'll go it alone from here. Do you think there could have been a movie version of that? Or, or I don't know how you do it, really. If it was a cartoon, maybe, or not a not a live action. I don't think you could do live action. No, yeah, but... I, I did. Well, unless it was like dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how you would do it. Yeah. You it, like I guess maybe you could do it like CGI or something. But yeah. I don't, I don't know if kids would watch that these days. Mm. I was going to mention at the end of the episode, we might as well do it now. Both of these shows that we're talking about today. Why why haven't like companies like DreamWorks or Pixar, mm. or whatever? If you think about it, all the films are quite fluffy, aren't they? Mm. They're really popular, but it's all mm. things like Minions mm. and Inside Out or whatever. Why is there no really good CGI films aimed at kids, but this kind of kick-ass thing? Because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my soapbox well no because you've got for very young kids you've got Minions and Inside Out and Pixar yeah. movies and then for anyone older like you can kind of go watch Marvel movies by that point I guess you know what I mean like, there's no, there's no, there's no tried, need for, there's no need to make anything specific unfortunately there's no need to make anything specifically for kind of the middle age mm. groups of kids of kids from sort of like 7 to 12 but we were 7 to 12 yeah we had a good mate and we loved this kind of <laughs> Yeah, stuff. we loved it. So surely there'd be seven to twelve year olds who'd love to have seen but it. There, because she gets Transformers, which mm. is live action. And but well, I don't know. Even don't, Ninja Turtles. But were there big, you know, arguably now all the big movie blockbusters are aimed at mm. kids from sort of eight upwards, whereas yeah. they weren't so much. Kid, like movie, movies were more aimed at adults, Ad, and we had our own stuff, whereas now. films were things like, you know, um, Total Recall, which was 18 yeah. and had boobs and blood, and guts, whereas now action films are PG. Yeah, exactly. And it's like even Terminator is now a PG. No blood, nothing. No, so so that that's why <laughs> Hollywood Hollywood has become more family centric because that's how you make the money, and so there's no need to make this sort of thing on television anymore. Sadly, go. there we go. We've solved we've solved media, the mass media. Well, that's 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 pretty much all I've got to say on Bucket here. Right. What, what, what's your take on it all now? We've oh, intriguing to be honest. I because all I saw was. You know, well, I knew I knew Captain Captain Bucky <laughs> O'Hare, and I knew that he was a big green hair, and I thought it looked a bit ludicrous. But actually, looking at that, it looks yeah, it looks pretty it's, legit. It's all on YouTube as well, so if you yeah. want to track it down, it's quite easy to watch. Thirteen eps. Yeah, only thirteen. Mm. Twenty minutes long. Yeah, get it done. Bank holiday. What I can't find on YouTube right. at all is Biker Mice from Mars. What? There's lots of the uh, the the new version, the remake. To, yeah, but the only clips, good clips, I can find on YouTube. Yeah. Are of like stubbed Swedish and Russian mm. versions, so there's like really hard to track down clips of Biker Mice from Mars, which is weird because it was a much bigger series. Yeah, Biker yeah. Bike Mice from Mars wasn't a comic originally. No, it was it's an original series. And literally, literally, all I know about well, I I remember this better. I did I did watch Biker Mice from Mars, but all I can remember is it's called Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> the theme tune goes. Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah, it's not really any. Um, it's not a uh, Bucket Hair. It's a great theme tune though. It's just, um, yeah. and oh, so it's about three. Biker Mice yeah, from Mars, yeah. and they're very they're very cool, yeah. but in a very nineties way. Yeah, yeah. So they're all ripped, and yeah. they've got like leather jackets and like uh, earrings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was created by Rick Ungar and debuted in nineteen ninety three. There were three seasons of this, uh, sixty five episodes. So a lot more to get your teeth mm. into. Um, and as you say, it follows three anthropomorphic <laughs> Anth- anthropomorphic yeah. mice motorcyclists yeah. named Throttle, Modo, and Vinny. Vinny, that's the one. I think Vinny was. What, yeah. One was white, one was brown, one was grey? Yeah, I'm not even looking at pictures. Alex, 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 yeah. On the planet Mars, <laughs> it was apparently run by a load of mice who enjoyed motorsports. <laughs> the entire yeah. planet, alright. But they had a similar culture. You, you, thought, you think we would have noticed that? <laughs> when when, when, uh, when yeah. the satellites went over, you think we would have spotted some uh, you know, mice motor enthusiasts? But there you go. At some point in time, they were all wiped, all but wiped out by the uh, Plut- Plutarcharians. 
I think it's pronounced. Right. They're an alien it's, race. It's not pronounced anyway. Yeah. <laughs> an alien race of uh, obese fish-like humanoids. Now, see, because, like, just like you with visionaries, yeah, I, had a, getting... I had a toy, yeah. Biker Mice toy, and it was the main villain who was sort of like a fat Italian gangster type, but you could whip off his mask and he was like, yeah, big fat fish man underneath. Yeah. Lawrence Limburger was his name. That's it, Lawrence yeah. Limburger. Ah, Chicago. Soon all of your precious soil will be mine. Then New York, Paris, Hamburg, Detroit. Well, maybe not Detroit. Those Motor City maniacs are a little too crazy for me. Uh, so the three survivors... Uh, there's, there's only three left well, of their kind apparently but it's I don't dark. think so I think there's more right. there's, oh no three survivors as right in okay not the only survivors they find a spaceship <laughs> and escape but they're soon shot down they crash land on earth in right. Chicago they had their bikes stowed away on the ship <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, there they meet female mechanics named Sh- mechanic named Charlene Charlie Davidson right who's kind of like the April O'Neil of the, yes. uh, the piece yeah. listen you overgrown grease monkey you got ten seconds to vacate this place your face. And they discover that the Plutocarians have come to Earth and that Chicago's leading industrialist, Lawrence Limburger, is actually one of them in disguise. Right. Yeah. So they uh, both ended up in Chicago. Yeah. Coincidentally. Yeah, all fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Limburger enlists two henchmen, mad scientist Dr. Carbuncle, an idiotic grease pit, to help him steal Earth's natural resources. Well, your cheddar chiefiness. If you wish to catch a mouse, you must build a better. Mouse trap. from Mars save the day and become Limburger's nemesis, nemeses. Nemeses. Destroying his business tower at the end of nearly episode, every episode. They destroy his tower at the end <laughs> of every episode. Yeah, apparently. Where's he got all the money for? How long's he been on Earth? <laughs> Can't be that long. No. Let's do a theme tune as we yeah. mentioned it. Biker um, mice from Mars. It doesn't, as I say, it doesn't really explain the plot. It's mainly just. <laughs> but it explains the core concept, which is biker mice from, from Mars. Mars. And essentially, it's another heavy metal. Masterpiece. Excellent. Biker mice are cyborg, sort of. Right, I'll explain it. They seem to have the same. Their bikes seem to have the same sort of um, uh, gravity as uh, in was MI two where Tom <laughs> kicks the gun in the sand and it just rises upwards. Yeah, gravity is fine. Or like Vin Diesel in Triple X. Yeah. There's a scene in that where he, he just sort of yeah. he's riding the bike and he sort of lifts it while riding it and he just flies over like a, a barbed wire fence just by sheer brute force. Kiss my ass, Scarface. Not only is it kind of it's it's quite similar to Turtles in the way. It does seem very similar you to know. Turtles because you've not not only you've got the April O'Neil character, yeah. but like that mad scientist is yeah. a bit like Baxter Stockman, who was <laughs> kind of like the nerdy uh, scientist who's Shredder's kind of yeah. uh, henchman, and yeah. obviously um, was it Rocksteady and Bebop? Exactly. Those, yeah. Yeah. So it's all quite similar, but even more so. Do you remember Avenger Penguins? No. Because I don't. No. 
um, it aired at pretty much the exact same time in two different parts of the world. Right. And had no connections. Just but it was an ITV series. Right. I don't remember this at all. So two, so two series it ran for twenty six episodes. Biker Mice was American. Yeah. Avenger Penguins was British. British. Yeah. And Avenger Penguins is a much more comical series, yeah. but it was about three bike riding penguin penguins that inhabit big city who come together to rescue citizens from the evil Caractacus P. Doom, an insane and reclusive criminal scientist. Never what heard the, of what it. Of the, but it was ITV. Twenty six episodes. It's a future episode, Avenger yeah, Penguins. Have you got any clips from Avenger yeah, Penguins? Well, I've got the intro. Let's watch it. Um, but I, fascinating. But what were the chances of two series about? Bike riding animals <laughs> and, and scientists round about the same time. Yeah, the same year. So it's not like they month. ripped off no. biker mice. If they did, they did it in record time <laughs> to integrate it. So here's here's the intro of Avenger Penguins. Do you know what I would love though? Got better thinking. I would, no, it hasn't. <laughs> I would love though a compilation album mm. of sort of 80s soft rock yeah. metal like uh, 80s tunes because they're all yeah. like that. Defenders of the Earth, yeah. another great example. So I felt bad for them though because it was a British series. If you yeah. ask anyone in Britain yeah. what well, they remember, it will be like them, peng- them penguins got shot on. <laughs> so let's go through the different uh, biker mice. Yes. Right? So we've got Throttle. It's time to rock and ride. Voiced by Rob Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. Paulson. He also did Raphael and Donatello. Yes. In the original series. Yakko from the Anima- Anim- Animaniacs. <laughs> Yakko from the Animaniacs. <laughs> and uh, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. So he's, ah. he's you know. Narf. So Throttle was the leader with tan fur. Tanned fur. Oh, oh tanned. I thought you were saying another, another <laughs> character. He was, the, he was the joint leader tanned with tanned fur, tanned fur the, the mouse. Yeah. No, uh, tanned fur. He's right. the most logical, rational, and calculating of the three. Right. His vision was damaged in the same incident that caused the losses of Modo's arm, which you saw earlier, Jeez. and the right side of Vinny's face. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he, wears, he wears green sunglasses with feel-spec capabilities, as well as a sleeveless motorcycle jacket and a red bandana, which sounds like Daryl from The Walking Dead. <laughs> it does. Mouse version of Daryl. Yeah. Nice. Um, Norman Reedus should play him in the movie version. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Other than one Zen around here? Good lord. And one of his lines, apparently, which I think is hilarious, in this wild and woolly universe, there are three things you can count on. Your brains, your bros, your bike. It's <laughs> <laughs> very bros, much the... Uh, main Chelsea. <laughs> main Chelsea meets Fast and the Furious. Uh, mantra. Way of living. Uh, they've got Modo. Uh, this is living. Nothing to do but rocking and rolling and racing through the cosmos. Voiced by Dorian Harewood, who's been in a few things. Dorian Harewood. Yeah, he's have, have a look him up because he's been quite a lot of things. If you look at it, look at him, he's quite recognisable. I know that name. Yeah, so Dorian Harewood, by the looks of things, is just an incredible. He's had an incredible voice yeah, career. Been in everything. Yeah, that? but I think what I recognised him from, he did the voice of uh, Rhodey, War Machine, in the classic nineties <laughs> Iron Man, Iron Man. Uh, oh, a- animation. Yeah, there you go. yeah, and also Tombstone, the Spider-Man villain. Oh, yeah, so Modo, Dorian Harewood, uh, he's the gentle giant. 
With grey fur. The grey one. And an eye patch. He's got a robotic arm and a built-in laser cannon. Nice. When angry, his right eye flashes red. Mm. Sort of similar to Enzo Matrix. From, uh, <laughs> he is prone to fits of rage when he or his bros are referred to as rats. Uh, he is by far, by far the strongest of the three. Despite looking the most threatening, he's actually the most empathetic and sensitive of the group. And then you got Vinny. That's me. I'm the baddest motorcycle mama jamma in the universe. Voiced by Ian Ziering. I'm sure you've interviewed. Iron. It's pronounced iron. I- iron? Iron. It's pronounced iron zeroing. Like, um, like uh, oh, Arna Farris. Yeah. yeah. From Beverly Hills 90210 yeah. and the Sharknado series. Yeah. So there you go. Vinny is a self-proclaimed lady killer with white fur. And he rides a red racing sport bike as opposed to the other's choppers. And he's known for his catchphrase, what a rush. <laughs> Actually, I remember I did interview Iron yeah, Zering for uh, Sharknado. Yeah. And I think I, at the time I did talk to him about Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> so I was like, eh, sure, no, yeah, I don't care. Biker Mice from Mars! I was literally just like, uh, think they could, because I was like, they're bringing back everything these days. Yeah. Think they could bring back Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah. I'm very much a kid of the 90s and I loved Biker Mice from Mars. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And obviously Vinny was my favourite. Do you, as well as, you know, Sharknado fans, do you hear a lot from fans of that show? Do you still get kind of Biker Mice fan mail? I absolutely do. If I go to a Comic-Con or anything like that, someone is always bringing some kind of Biker Meister Mars paraphernalia up for me to sign. So here's a, here's a clip of a typical sort of race battle. Not race battle, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not a race war. <laughs> Not a race war. <laughs> tan, the tan fur versus the, the grey fur. <laughs> what? Adoring fans rush the field. Time to play hardball. Whoa! Sizzle City! These boys are hot under the collar. And what they need is a nice, cool drink. up another successful saving in the city bros i wonder if we can get a government grant it's it's sort of the post-apocalyptic universe mm. what it might look like when donald trump's in charge very very similar because that guy looks a lot like donald yeah. trump a throttle though yeah. he basically has the same voice as bucky o'hare yeah. that's, that's what was in both <laughs> this this voice it's very cool in the 90s hey was it robert paulson it wasn't robert paulson uh-huh. i just checked no <laughs> but uh the reason i love bike mice mars is that it's kick-ass mm. genuinely funny mm. Electric guitars all yeah, the time, yeah, and just great animation. Do you know what though? I when I was a kid, I thought that the biker mice were like the coolest dudes. Um, but the very fact that I'm calling them cool dudes, looking back, kind of douchebags because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, the turtles were always, always twats. Yeah, they got away with it. <laughs> the turtles were always twats, but they're dressed in leather yeah. with like pierced earrings and they call it yeah bro hey bro it's like if they were actual guys you ran into in a pub you would hate them <laughs> and they always tried it on with um, the girl kind of skeezy a bit, a bit strange yeah skeezy mice from Mars but it, it did come back in 2006 yeah with, with like the same voice yeah, cast yeah the original cast returned Impressive. all of them and it was a continuation not a reboot it carried on the series that's confusing which is very rare mm. normally they just tr- start again don't they but no it, ca- it carried on and this time the mice came to earth not by accident this time uh, in this series, the, the lead antagonists are the evil Catatonians. Right, right. It's got, uh, what's her name? 
Karis Matthews yeah, is, is the leader of the alien force. Uh, a cat-like race of creatures who desire the greatest prize on Earth. What's happened to Ledberger or whatever he's called? He's still there. Right, okay. But uh, not as big a deal. He's been subsumed. Uh, apparently it was good. It ran for 28 episodes of one season, but it's 28 episodes. It's not too bad. And uh, apparently the finale was done entirely in the style of a rock opera. <laughs> of course, like... Uh, the end of Reboot. Like the end of Reboot, yeah. With <laughs> yeah. <a> musical interlude. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see the intro of the, uh, the remake? Yes, please. <laughs> Become a big deal where the turtles did. I know turtles were first. But the Michael Myers from Mars. I well had they had kids had their fill at that point. It was big though. It was big. I, it was big as a cartoon. I remember me and my friends used to watch it. I used to think all oh, turtles had turtles did start as a cartoon, uh, a comic. Book, sorry. Um, and I think it just it was kind of weirdly more ingrained in like people's yeah. consciousness. Everyone kind of knew what the turtles were. It was a comic, and then a cartoon, and then a movie. <laughs> Not that keen on the on turtles, <laughs> but actually no, no. What was we'll talking about? I'm scared. I was thinking of frogs. I'm not scared of frogs. Are scary. They jump. We've established I'm, I'm, I'm scared of turtles. I love turtles. That's really weird that they brought back a continuation. Yeah. Like how many years later? Um, about thirteen. That's probably why that didn't take off. Yeah. Like I, like, I hate reboots, and normally yeah. I'm like, yeah, just make it a sequel. But yeah. sorry, like, nah, like no, no one's gonna be watching it. Anymore. It was very geeky. It, it did literally just carry on yeah. from, from what happens. Yeah. That, that's pretty much all I need to say about Biker Mice and Mars. What's your take on, on the, uh, the whole affair? I get, again, I'm, I'm more just kind of a little bit shaken and heartbroken <laughs> because, yeah, I did it's used to think... I used to think well, no, 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 it looks great as a, as a little bit of animation. It looks very exciting and action-packed. And, but I, I, I do remember them being cooler. And, uh, and they're <laughs> kind of, and they're kind of the biker douchebags from Mars. <laughs> it's disappointing. Well, that is about it then, this, right. this week's episode. Um I, I highly recommend tracking down as much as you can. You won't find any of Black Mars. <laughs> no. Um, is, it, is it on DVD? or Maybe that's why. Maybe yeah, the copyright gods have stamped down yeah. on YouTube. Let's do the admin bits. So uh, Keep listening. Yeah, remember, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at 2GeeksCast over there. And you can download or stream every episode on 2Geeks2Beers.wordpress.com. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes, we think, because yeah. uh, we had a little bit of a hiccup um, with last week, or last week, last time, with yeah. our Halloween special. Um, we sort of had a few problems uploading that episode, and then we had a few problems downloading it. So we're not sure if that was just us or a widespread yeah. problem. No one's mentioned that they had any problems. So if you do have any issues, please let us know, because we might not be aware... Um, of iTunes messing up for some reason. Yeah, any so, problems yeah. downloading last times or this episode, uh, please tweet at us and let us know. Yeah. What are we doing next time, Morgan? Next time, mm. uh, we're going to be... Uh, I'll be educating you, because you don't know anything about this, no. do you? Ulysses 31. No, so, no idea. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you on, on tenterhooks okay. for that one. Well, I'll, we'll leave you with um, a song from, apparently, there was a whole Biker Mice from Mars album 
of course. Of original songs inspired by the series. This is kind of what I was asking for. This kind of, <laughs> kind of like soft rock '80s yeah. animation album. It was Incredible. by uh, rock guitarist Jeff Scott Soto. <laughs> What's he up to these days? <laughs> Don't know. And uh, this song is called Tail Whipping Time. <laughs> okay. So uh, enjoy. We'll see you next time. Oh, douchebags. Battle mode, bros. We're gonna rock the walls off this joint. It's tail whipping time. Sounds a bit like ACDC. It is basically just Highway to Hell. Yeah. 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 Right. 